Miracy. So ChatGPT, using all of the content that's available on the web, can give you essentially a good first start. To make it really useful and relevant, that's where we come in as human beings, as coaches, as well as, as entrepreneurs and clients, to turn that into content that's really, well, that expresses a point of view, that expresses our values. ChatGPT, the AI-powered natural language technology, is taking the industry and world by storm. And as a coach, you understand the importance of effective communication when it comes to guiding your clients towards success. Is it possible to enhance your coaching skills and take your practice to the next level with the help of this cutting edge technology? I'm Melinda Cohen and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console and we're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. Imagine having access to a tool that can provide you with personalized feedback, ask the right questions, and help you support your clients like never before. But you may think, is it appropriate to use ChatGPT and AI in your coaching practice? In this episode, we're going to explore these questions and more. And today's guest is using AI with his clients and says it adds a whole new level of support we can offer them. Today, I've invited Marco Schmidt. Marco is an ACES coach at Miracy. He's an entrepreneur coach and former circus performer. He is a three-time founder of Funded Startups and has firsthand experience with every stage of business growth and loves helping entrepreneurs to identify their business objectives and develop a path for achieving them. Welcome, Marco. Hey, Melinda. Great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Okay, I got to ask you about the former circus performer. Like, what's the story behind that? I was one of those uh, quote-unquote gifted kids. By the time I got to high school, I was just ready to get out into life. I'd already read a lot and had some experience, done some working, and uh, I had already been in a lot of plays and loved to perform. And I got an opportunity to start working in a rock and roll band and when I was 16. And I decided to drop out of school and join the circus and play in rock and roll bands. So I got to have this great kind of uh, University of Hard Knocks early education of, let's see, I was a tightrope walker, a juggler, magician, a clown, got to have a little great experience as a circus performer, which served me very well when in my next profession as a public high school teacher in the Bronx, and even <laughs> more so as a CEO of, uh, you know, my different, the different companies I started. How cool is that? It's totally not on topic, but I'm so curious. What's a lesson that you learned from being in the circus that's helped you with all the businesses that you've had? <laughs> well, one of the things that we know in business is that you can never really predict what's going to happen. And my experience in the circus was always about you've got your act, but there's always going to be something unexpected that can happen. An audience member could throw something or you could suddenly find that the prop that you're using doesn't open correctly. And so it's all about improvisation and being light on your feet and enjoying the ride. How awesome is that? Super, super fun. Now, today, to kind of switch gears for a second, we're going to be talking about that topic of AI. And I said in the intro earlier, you can use AI and the specific tool, 
ChatGPT when you coach your clients. Now, for our listeners, you know, there's a lot of tools out there. I mean, it could be uh, ChatGPT, Notion, Jasper. I mean, there's so many. I'm going to just use the ChatGPT. And when I say that, you know, it really encompasses a lot of them. Let's begin with just a brief definition of what that AI tool, ChatGPT, what is it? Just so the listeners know what we're talking about. Sure. So AI or artificial intelligence is what is referred to as a language model. And the idea is that especially tools like ChatGPT, they essentially are a tool that sifts through uh, all of the text data that is available on the web and uh, concatenates, uh, ties together, cross-references all of the different types of information. And then based on the prompt that you provide or the question, will yield an answer that is essentially a generalized answer. And um, the thing of it is, is that uh, it's like having a really uh, fast researcher on call but one who doesn't have any real discernment or any opinions or any way of really saying this is good information or bad information. So it's a lot of information that comes to you very quickly, but in order to make sure that it's trustworthy, it needs to be cross-checked. And it also needs to have the things that only human beings can offer, which is a value system to make sure that this is information that's really credible and useful. While it's a wonderful tool, uh, one of the ways that you can really find out its limitations is ask it to write a biography of you. Yeah. And suddenly you'll <laughs> find that you were born someplace that you weren't born and that you have <laughs> worked for companies that you haven't worked for. So once again, it's a, a lot of information, but it needs to be cross-checked. Yeah, it does need to be cross-checked. And it's also like you talked about, you know, it doesn't have any opinions or any understanding. But before we get there, you know, I've been diving into it as it can help entrepreneurs create content, for example, to help mm -hmm. put themselves out there for marketing purposes. But specifically, you're using it with your clients. How are you using this with your clients? Okay, so uh, for early stage entrepreneurs, one of the most important things that needs to be answered are what I think of as the three keys. Number one, what is the problem that you're solving for? What is the challenge that you've recognized or the opportunity that you've identified? What is it that you are trying to create a solution for? Second of all, you need to identify who is the audience that you want to work with? Who is your niche? And oftentimes early stage entrepreneurs go way too wide on this. They'll say something <laughs> like, I want to help people who want to have a better life. And of course, there's millions and millions. We need to niche down to get a really clear, targeted audience. And the third thing is, what is the business model? What's the way that your business or your opportunity or your offer is going to generate revenue? So ChatGPT is wonderful for getting generalized information about each of these three things to help people figure out what it is that they want to do, for whom, and what are possible business models for being able to turn them into successful businesses. Now, that's one of the things I was playing around with because we teach coaches and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. about how to nail their niche. And I have a different approach to it. Um, I, I still think it's important to clarify your ideal target, but I have a way that I do it where it expands 
it's still extremely focused, but it's more inclusive rather than limiting. And I was playing with um, with ChatGPT specifically about this. And like, it can't replace market research. What you said, I think, is so important. It was good at giving generalized, very um, savvy sounding information. While it was, you know, it was right, it wasn't as good as it could have been. It wasn't spot on when I compared it to the market research I've done in talking to my clients or talking to prospects. Oh, you're absolutely right, Melinda, because what market research will do is give you product market fit where you can actually dig into the details of how things are actually going to work out and play out. So what ChatGPT can do is generate lists and uh, possibilities and opportunities where what we do as coaches is then take that information and can actually work with an entrepreneur so that it fits with what they actually want to accomplish, as well as, you know, doing the things we were talking about before uh, in terms of cross-referencing and ensuring that what we're talking about is accurate. And I think we have to, as coaches, as business owners, we have to understand how this tool, tool is going to change the landscape. And, and we have to know how to use it and how not to use it. And so let's dig in because we have our listeners cover the gamut with all the different niches that they serve, right? And so you work mm -hmm. with entrepreneurs. And so that's one of the ways that you use this tool. Let's say that you're a career coach for mm -hmm. all my career coaches listening in. How would they use a tool like this with their clients? Well, I have not been a career coach, mm -hmm. but like starting a business, one of the things you want to do is start with what are the potentials? What is a potential target market that could meet the needs of what your client is looking to find a way into, right? So by working with your client to gather background about what their skills are, what their education has been, what their previous job experiences have been, ChatGPT could generate a list of potential job areas, a list of industries or niches that are related to the client's background or interest, and use that as a starting place to begin sorting and sifting to find what might be useful or appropriate or exciting for that person to pursue. Yeah. And so you start with the possibilities. And I found that, you know, garbage in, garbage out. It's about the mm -hmm. prompts that you enter and you start, I want to say general, but you can't start general. I really like what you said earlier. It's like having a really fast researcher assistant mm -hmm. on hand. And you're like, hey, I need to find this or I need to figure out this or I'd like to know more about this. And you're like, please go gather this information. And you would have to give that researcher, that assistant, very specific parameters. And so you put those parameters in. And then as it generates that response, you can really get specific to fine tune and create whatever it is you're trying to create using that tool. I had an example of that happen today um, with a client. He is providing cancer survivor content and is actually launching a course. And in order to promote that, he has decided he wants to appear as a guest on podcasts. And he was having real trouble like finding out what are the podcasts that really focus on cancer care. Well, we just went to ChatGPT and asked, list 10 podcasts that focus on cancer care. And up came 10 radio shows or podcasts and their uh, URLs. 
So quickly, he was able to see a path forward to begin doing his own research and, you know, sending out his one sheet and begin networking to get onto these shows. And, you know, that take it one step further, that coach could then put into this tool, here's my topics, here's my areas of expertise, here's my bio, and just kind of typing or pasting this information in and could say, chat GBT, please create an X number of words, a one pager, a short summary for submitting to potential podcast hosts. And you could begin to build that document using that tool. You know, you're putting your finger on one of the ways this tool is really useful, and that is to generate a first draft. There's so many different templates and different kinds of content that are fairly standardized. You know, write a researcher report, generate a script for a podcast, uh, generate a script for a uh, informational video, uh, create a lead magnet. And so ChatGPT, using all of the content that's available on the web, um, can give you essentially a good first start. To make it really useful and relevant, that's where we come in as human beings, as coaches, as well as, as entrepreneurs and clients, to turn that into content that's really, well, that expresses a point of view, that expresses our values, that expresses the things that ChatGPT cannot do because it's not designed to have a points of view, uh, opinions, anything that actually provides the human texture that engages with people and makes them get excited about what you're having to offer. Based on my experience and research with this and my own personal opinion, I don't think you can blindly use AI tools to replace things that you're not good at doing, that you're not knowledgeable at doing, that you haven't spent the time to learn. I think it's that first draft or like you have to discern what it spits out to say, is this right? Otherwise, you're just going to be producing the same stuff that everybody else is producing because it's pulling from the same data. And so it's good for that first draft. And then you have to still apply your skill set. It just dramatically accelerates the process of doing things, but it can't replace it. I just, I really discovering that more and more and finding that very true. I couldn't agree with you more. And in fact, if you spend time working on social media channels like I do, you're seeing already that there are, is basic level competence posting going on that's obviously coming from ChatGPT and it's boring as crap. So the thing that ChatGPT can't do is actually twist and turn the language in the ways that really engage us and make us excited. So um, I would say for anybody who's trying to use ChatGPT to express uh, information about things that they don't really know about, the other thing that can bite you is that it's very easily will sound totally confident about uh, expressing something that's totally wrong. And as coaches, when I think about all the different ways we might use this with clients, or maybe we don't even, we aren't the ones that prompt using this tool with our clients, but we might give homework to our clients or our clients they suggest action items and then off they go. And then they use a tool like this to get their homework done so they can say, check, I did it. Good job, me. Here, coach, here's my homework. If that's where it stops, then we have to really look at, well, is the transformation happening or are they just check marking an action item to, for the sake of getting it done? And so we have to be mindful about how our clients might be using this because I think our responsibility is to protect the transformation that our clients have in whatever area we're coaching them in. Right. Let me talk about something else that I think ChatGPT is good for, and that is 
taking a large pool of content and extrapolating patterns, data, and insights that are kind of uh, challenging for us to do. Um, for example, uh, we were talking about the value of market research earlier. And so, and, you know, once again, garbage in, garbage out. But if you have good data in, uh -huh. you can use ChatGPT to analyze uh, a large pools of data and essentially isolate, based on the questions that you ask, insights that might be harder to see because we're talking about large pools of data. Let's say that you interview 50 people about their needs. You're doing typical market research to analyze the value of a market and what people need. Um, let's say that you generate something on the order of 100 pages of uh, responses back from people. You could use ChatGPT to isolate common patterns, um, to look for you know ideas or common information that then could be used to sort of winnow down and say, oh, okay, so here's where the real value lies. Now, let's talk about um, how can you help a client, because you work with entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. how can you help a client using ChatGPT create a strong online presence through their branding and marketing? I know we've talked about market research. Are there other ways that they could use that? One of the things that is very difficult for early stage entrepreneurs is to think of themselves as a brand. Um, and so one of the things that ChatGPT can do is gather information about the entrepreneur's goals and aspirations and challenges, asking open-ended questions, and then using ChatGPT to gather generalized information about those ideas. Then we can say, okay, so um, Let's say that uh, we want to use ChatGPT to help a client decide on a business idea. Then we can engage in a conversation that prompts the client to explore their interests, skills, and experiences. And so by asking those questions, what are you passionate about? What skills do you have that could be turned into a business? The client can respond with their thoughts and ideas. And then the coach can use ChatGPT to further explore and refine those ideas as they're concatenating ideas from around the web. How do you stay informed about the latest technology trends and innovations concerning ChatGPT or any AI that's out there? How do we stay on top of this and not just blindly use it? Good question. Um, so it's important to do research to make sure that you are using the current versions, uh, and especially if you're trying to gather data about things that have happened relatively recently. Now, the most current version uh, is chat GPT version 4.0, and it's current up to September 2021. So anything that's happened since then is not going to be concatenated into its, uh, you know, into the, the information that it is generating responses based on. So, um, I mean, one of the things you can do is that when you first use ChatGPT, you can choose which version it is that you want to use. You can also ask ChatGPT to say, what version am I using? I mean, it's, it's kind of like having a conversation uh, with a person. <laughs> what other questions should I ask you that I haven't asked about this topic yet? How about um, going a little bit deeper into how an entrepreneur can use this to evaluate whether or not uh, a business is a good direction to go into. Beautiful. So one of the things that's really hard for a lot of early stage entrepreneurs to think about is what kind of revenue generating possibilities exist in this business area. Oftentimes people get into starting a business because they're excited about it or it's something that they're genuinely interested in. 
one of the things that's hard for them to evaluate is what is the earning potential or the potential profitability and sustainability of their business ideas. So that's one of the ways that ChatGPT can provide great information on industry trends and market demand and financial projections, things that a lot of early stage entrepreneurs don't really understand so well, but you can actually plug in some information and say, okay, give me the financial projections on this, something that typically you would have had to have a, an accountant do for you. And projections are one of the things that can actually really make or break a business, depending on what kind of runway an entrepreneur has when they're starting a business. So uh, there's a lot of nuts and bolts things that uh, ChatGPT can do to really help a person access what previously was specialized information in the hands of accountants or financial planners or uh, you know, other types of uh, business analysts that can help them decide, is this something I really want to put my time and energy in? And is it going to generate the kind of revenue that's uh, necessary for me to live the life I want to live? I love that. It really just helps you get super clear, eyes wide open about what you're moving forward with so you can set the right goals or make adjustments as you need to so that you really set yourself up for success. Absolutely. And, you know, that can even extend to things like pricing. I think pricing is one of the hardest things for people to wrap their heads around uh, what makes sense given the kind of services that I want to provide. And once again, this is where you can survey what other people in the niche that you want to get into and see what kind of packages or offers are already uh, being presented to the market at what price points. Now, let's talk about not just how we use it as entrepreneurs, as coaches in our business, but in what ways do you use ChatGPT to support your clients and like their personal growth and development, like maybe with stress management, something like that? Can you use a tool like that in that type of scenario? Absolutely, because one of the things that ChatGPT can do is essentially take the area that you're interested in and reflect more possibilities of how you look at what you're doing. Let's face it, entrepreneurs face unique challenges. I mean, for one thing, it's uh, oftentimes very lonely. Oftentimes, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are under a lot of uh, financial pressures. They are constantly trying to go and juggle more uh, demands on their time than they know how to work with by asking ChatGPT to say, okay, so how do entrepreneurs who are in the situation of starting an early stage business, how can they take care of themselves? Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, a whole host of tips of how to take care of oneself can get generated, once again, focused on the particular needs of who it is that you're asking for. So, you know, prioritizing self-care and setting boundaries, getting enough sleep, all the things that we might think don't really go along with being an entrepreneur suddenly get revealed because this is common in the literature. It's one of the things that, you know, once again, concatenating all the information that's on the web can bubble up and we can say, oh yeah, I guess it's not just me that needs eight hours of sleep. In fact, that's recommended. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we don't have to wait for those articles to come to us or we don't have to make sure we're on the right mailing list, although that can help. But we can leverage this tool to gather that and collect that information more swiftly so we can start putting it to work for ourselves. So let's summarize a few of the things that we've talked about today. We dove in just kind of an overview about what AI is and how it's a tool that we can leverage 
how it's like having, I loved this analogy that you said at the beginning, it's like having a really fast researcher on call, having that assistant right there to do that legwork for you. We talked about it's good for generalized information. Uh, it's good for first drafts, but we must cross check and cross reference it because we have to remember this tool has no opinions, no conscious, no understanding. Uh, it doesn't even know if it's legally okay to use the information that it pulled. And so we have to verify and we have to bring our human element to it. We talked about how it can't replace something that we're not already capable or knowledgeable in. It can be leveraged to speed that up, but not to replace it. We talked about how to use it with clients and you shared the three keys with us. We talked about a couple different niches and, and different tips. Uh, you gave us that tip if you wanna be on a podcast, how can you use ChatGPT to help with that? And how entrepreneurs use it as a tool to determine good business directions. Or uh, we even got into the conversation, which I really appreciated that in order to leverage this with our clients, or if our clients are gonna be using it in the coaching relationship, like as coaches, we have a responsibility. We've gotta protect the transformation. We need to have good questions so that their experience with us is engaging and it's creating the transformation. They're not just regurgitating or checking off their action items, but they're actually learning and transforming along the way. We talked about what AI is really good for and how it's about the quality of questions that are asked. And uh, you gave us some great examples in a lot of different areas that we can use this. And Marco, are there any other parting words that you want to share with our listeners? So once again, AI languages are extremely powerful tools, and they're only going to get more so. However, as coaches, as trainers, as teachers, as content creators, our reputations are always on the line when we publish. And so it's very important to make sure that as often as we use these tools to gather generalized data, it's up to us to interpret, to provide meaning, to provide uh, accuracy and trustworthiness. You never get a second chance to make a first impression and your reputation is the most important tool that you have to create engagement with your audience. This tool will tempt people to say things that they don't really know anything about and that can ruin a reputation. So as we're using ChatGPT and other tools like it, remember that we always have a responsibility to make sure that what we're providing is something that we can stand behind, something that we believe in, something that's trustworthy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches and also a big thank you to Marco Schmidt for this great conversation. You can find out more about him at the team's page at miracy.com. That's Miracy, M-I-R-A-S-E-E.com. Marco, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you, Melinda. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Behind the Launch and Making It. Mishi Lance produced this episode. I wrote this episode together with her. Cynthia Lamb is the supervising producer, and Danny Innie is the executive producer. Post-production is by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming and previous great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might be listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you and see you next time.
Miracy. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud, we can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.